Welcome, Impactful Parents. It's time for the Impactful Parenting Podcast, where I give you parenting tips and resources to make you a more impactful parent to your school-aged child. I am your host, Christina Campos. What the heck is this? Uh, wow, I'm, I'm blushing. Uh, hopefully, you will never have to read your child's sexting messages, but if you do... <gasps> Good luck burning those images out of your brain. Now, sexting is sending sexually explicit words, photos, and video messages on an electronic device. And this is a popular way for adolescents to explore sexuality, flirtation, and romantic socialization. And yes, your child too. A study published by JAMA Pediatrics showed that at least one in four teens are receiving sexually explicit texts and emails. And at least one in seven are sending the sexting messages. And more than one in 10 teens are forwarding these sexting messages without consent. Hello, my name is Christina Campos and I'm founder of The Impactful Parent. And every week I give you parenting videos that can help you in your parenting journey. And if you have a particular topic or parenting question about your school-age child that you would like for me to address, please submit it at theimpactfulparent at gmail.com or by messaging me on social media. And all submissions are kept anonymous. But today's episode is about adolescent sexting. I'm going to tell you five common misconceptions that teens have about sexting, and that's why they do it, why you as a parent need to talk about these dangers, and then stick around to the end because I'm also going to be giving parents four tips for having this important conversation because I know it's not easy. So let's get started. This needs to be a separate conversation from the sex talk with your teen, just separate. In fact, I would have this conversation the minute you know that your child understands what sex is and has an electronic device that is able to them as a way of communicating to others. Now, not all adolescents have the brain developed enough to internalize those consequences of sexting. So adolescents may rationalize why sexting is okay. And I feel it's important for parents to understand that frame of mind that their child might be in when they're going to go have this no sexting conversation. Because by understanding the child's baseline knowledge and beliefs on the subject, See, the parent can then troubleshoot and address some of the child's misbeliefs. So let's start off with five reasons why your child feels like sexting is okay and why they do it. The first one is many teens think that everyone is doing it. Now, of course, this isn't true, but they may not be wrong that many teens are experimenting with this. And I think it's good for parents to understand that peer pressure is there for your child if they have this potential love interest that's asking them. So it's true, but teaching kids to not follow the crowd and watch out for their safety is way more important. So parents hearing this episode today, you can relay those dangers that I'm going to be talking about with sexting over to your teens as one of the important steps toward teaching your child about the personal safety that they need to have, those boundaries that they need to create with their partner, even if there is peer pressure. 
Number two, why teens are sexting their misbeliefs. And that is adolescents have a difficult time comprehending the notion of digital permanency. Now, the teen brain learns much better by doing and experiencing than things than sitting there and listening to theories and explanations. So if your teen deletes a message or maybe it vanishes automatically through an app, then the teen looks for it and they can't find it. Well, that teenager actually thinks it's gone. (laughs) I couldn't find it. It's gone. Now, unfortunately, that's not the case. We know that digital permanency is real and it could come back later. The third reason why your child feels that sexting is okay and why they do it is many adolescents believe their message, their photo, or their video is safe with the recipient. Now, the child simply trusts the person receiving their message and thinks they would never be so cruel as to share their photo or their video. And this belief we know to be untrue because statistics tell us that one in 10 kids will forward a sexing message to others without the consent of the sender. So your child's trust for the recipient of the messages also leads to this belief that no one will ever know that I sent it. And that might not be true either. The fourth misbelief your child has and why they're sexting might be that many adolescents believe that sexting is safer than having real sex. Okay. Now this belief is misleading because statistics show that teens participating in sexting are more likely to be physical with their partners sooner than those that don't. And another danger of this belief is that adolescents will use it to justify a compromise with their partner. So you got one teen who wants to be physical and the other one that doesn't. So the compromise is sexting. That's probably not going to lead out to be very well. And lastly, the fifth reason why adolescents think it might be okay, and this misbelief is adolescents can't fathom the consequences. Their brain isn't developed, but don't let that frontal cortex be an excuse for them either. Yes, teens are wired to act more on their emotions than than on with their logical brains, but still parents must instill these consequences in their children and keep reminding them. Consequences like You can be suspended from school, have a damaged reputation, humiliation, bullying, blackmail, suspension from athletic teams and other clubs at school. You could be charged with a felony. You can lose your job. The images could go viral and the list goes on. So yeah, the potential dangers of sexting might be obvious to the adult, but the average teen doesn't seem to internalize these consequences. So just keep saying them, keep reminding them, keep drilling them in. Because many teens just feel like, that just won't happen to me. So now that we've established the frame of mind your child might be in when you have this sexting conversation and some of the consequences of sexting, let's talk about one of the most important consequences of sexting that your teenager and you absolutely need to know. 
and that is the law. Under federal law, it is illegal for a child to send or receive images of sexting. Some states also have laws classifying sexting with a minor as child pornography, regardless if the messages were sent and received with consent. See, your child can be charged with creating, possessing, or even distributing child porn. And that's just another reason why talking to children about the risks versus the gains of sexting is so important. But let's get to the four tips for talking to adolescents about sexting, because I know this conversation is not easy. So here's four things that you need to know when you're having this conversation. And my first suggestion is start the conversation with questions. See, the mistake that most parents make is lecturing. Yeah, they lecture. They walk into a child's room and they start to talk about the dangers, but their words become lectures because they're the ones doing all the talking. You don't want to do that. Adolescents are more likely to hear you when you listen to them first. And that means starting off the conversation with some questions like, what do you know about sexting? Have you ever had a sexting message sent to you? How did that make you feel? Are your, your friends doing this? Is it popular in your school? Why do you think kids are doing this? How do you feel about sexting? Is it innocent or is it dangerous? Now, the answer to questions like these are important for a parent to know. Not only are they going to break the ice, but it will actually guide you in the rest of the conversation. So you know what kind of myths you need to debunk and the important information you need to instill so you can fill in those gaps. Number two, my second suggestion for having this conversation is to drive into your child's brain, like really drive in three important points. One, never take a picture or video of yourself without any clothes on or send it. Two, never keep a sexual picture or video of someone else. Some states even consider possessing such a photo as child pornography. Even if the photo was given to your child with consent, you don't want them to have it. They could possibly get charged. And three, never share sexual images of another person. Period. Never. The third suggestion I have to help you with this conversation is to tell your child they should come to you for help if they ever feel pressured to do sexting or feel uncomfortable about a text message they received or just need your help. Tell your child that they won't be in trouble and then work with them to solve the issue. They're going to be vulnerable in that time, so be understanding and then help them. And then lastly, my last suggestion for... <sighs> having this conversation is just keep asking more and more questions. If you let your child lead the conversation, your influence will be more impactful. It may seem counterintuitive, but allowing your child to do most of the talking will also allow them to internalize the conversation more than if you were just talking at them. You will need to keep the conversa conversation going by asking more questions and leading your child to say the answers out loud. For example, you may want to ask, what do you know about sextortion? 
What makes you confident that your friends can be trusted? How can you protect yourself from the consequences? Do you know other people that have had their photos spread around the school? How might sexting go wrong? What will you do if you ever get a sexting photo? And what do you think will happen if you don't sext a message back? You might know the answers to these questions, but giving your child the opportunity to speak the answers aloud instead of you, well, that just increases your chances of a successful conversation. If this information was valuable for you today, become a more impactful parent by downloading the Impactful Parent app. The Impactful Parent app is free to download and full of episodes just like this one that's going to help you in your parenting journey. Because investing in your family looks like learning the warning signs of certain behaviors so you can stop things before they start. It's discovering new parenting techniques to help make you more effective and joining a community of like-minded parents that also want to be the best parent they can for their child. All of this, plus so much more, can be found inside the Impactful Parent app. So download it today. You got nothing to lose. It's a free download. So go to theimpactfulparent.com and discover how you can step up your parenting game and be a more impactful parent. But until next time, you got this, parents. I'm just here to help. Thank you for listening today. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget, the Impactful Parenting Podcast is an extension of the Impactful Parent community. Go to the Impactful Parent website and download the free Impactful Parent app so you don't miss a parenting tip that can help you and your family. Thanks for listening today. So go to theimpactfulparent.com and see you next episode.